What is up, you guys? My name is Callan, and this is the Processing Publicly podcast, a safe space for me to explore and integrate my spiritual and psychic awakening journeys. I'm so stoked to have you here with me. My intention is that sharing my journey of diving into deeper inner standings of who I truly am will inspire and activate the same in those of you who are called to listen to my podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me. Let's get into it. Hello, you beautiful people. Okay, I've got some really exciting stuff to share with you guys. Um, okay, so I had a reading with Becca B. Um, her website is Soul Based Life. I had a reading with her. It was like a full quantum soul chart reading. It includes like galactic astrology and human design, gene keys, and I don't know, something else. But basically, she like connects in with your spirit guides, read your chart information, and then the reading is two hours. She presents you the information. And I think that my reading was the straw that broke the camel's back, and she stopped doing these full quantum readings because there's too much information in them. Uh, like, as soon as we got on the call, she was like, babe, your soul has been busy. And I was like, okay, that checks out. So um let's see i've recorded an intro a couple times and it just it got super rambly i bet i tried to give a rundown of the reading just from memory and it proved to be near impossible so i'm the reading is two hours long and i'm 27 minutes into the recording now so about a quarter of the way so i'm thinking this is going to be like a three to four part series um, because it's just too much information and yeah. So I'm just going to make a disclaimer that, um, if you are not open-minded to hearing a bunch of what would sound like to the normal ear as like alien jargon, then this episode is not for you. And that's all that I really have to say about that. I, I'm i super excited to share all of this. Um, but if you don't have that same excitement for me and for these topics, then I hope to see you on the next episode. Otherwise, let's just keep it moving. Second disclaimer is that I'm, I'm just going to try and disclaim this once. I don't think, like, Callan doesn't think that she's better than anybody else but Callan now knows that her soul is fucking big and really important and has a lot of gifts to carry and I'm not gonna apologize for that so if any of this comes off as me thinking that I'm better than other people or anything like that because I know this stuff about my soul now that's totally not the case I'm just really excited and I want to share this stuff with you guys and I think like it's like important for me to share it I'm going to be referencing it a bunch moving forward now there's no way that I can not live my life partially through this lens now you know it's not like I've taken on a whole new personality but I just remember more about who the fuck my soul is. So, um, yeah, all of this is being shared with love. And I hope that you guys can find love and enjoyment out of my story as well. I've got some really cool shit to share. Um, but it's not coming from a place of egoism. 
Okay, let's hop fucking into it. Oh, I'm so excited. So, uh, I have I have my notes. I think I'm just going to kind of run through the notes that I have written. A lot of this stuff is kind of like word for word for what sh- Becca said. And basically the way that it worked is like she tuned into my energy field. She started receiving initial, you know information like a good bit of information and then my spirit guide presented herself to becca and then took her on through like showed her things and yeah so that's just a little bit of context so she is this reading is from the quantum perspective i asked her to define what that means for her and basically she was like so We have past lives that we view as past lives and some of them happened on a timeline like in an order and some of them are happening right now and that I can actually bilocate to those um, lives that my soul is animating. Like I can buy, Callan can bilocate to the other lives that I'm living and receive information through those avatars that I'm living through. And that's just so fucking cool. Also, bilocation came up three times by three of my, I guess, spiritual mentors. So Becca brought it up, Jennifer Longmore slash Mother Malia brought it up, and Amy brought it up. Bilocation, three times in the same day. So, And that has not been on my radar, like, at all. And later on in the reading, so you guys will probably see it in part like three or four, I guess, or two. I I don't fucking know. You guys will hear about it later on. But I have connections that make me very, uh, I guess, gifted in being able to bilocate. So, yeah. Okay. So, initially, a really an incredibly powerful energy came through right away. And that energy was the level of my frustration that I've had with past life cycles um, and life cycle process. So basically, I've incarnated many, many times within this solar system and on Earth. And I have many connections to the Pleiades star system and stargates, mainly Alcyon. And so I'm basically frustrated with the bullies of the universe because I have many lives where... Um, I was like a protector, a guardian, whatever, from these dark forces. And it was just constant war, constant, like, just battling. And I just got fucking fed up, okay? So frustrated with the bullies of the universe. And then I have many lives where my frustrations became so overwhelmed during cataclysm times. Um, specifically the second shutdown of the Pyramid of Giza. So I already knew that I had a past life in ancient Egypt. Um, and this, yeah, just definitely confirms it. So Giza has three primary timelines, and I'm connected to the second one. So, like, they had the pyramid, and then there was a fall, and then it was rebuilt, and then there was a fall, and then there was a rebuild. So I'm connected to the second you know, iteration, I guess, of the Pyramid of Giza. And 
So basically the Dracos and the Orion forces were trying to overtake the Stargates to get onto Earth, to overtake Earth, because if they didn't have the Stargate, then they would have to travel, I guess, manually by Starcraft, and that would just take a really, really long time. And these Stargates are basically just like wormholes. Um, like, I, I can only assume that Pleiades has a Stargate. They enter it, and the Stargate opens up to earth like directly to earth um so the dracos and the orion forces were trying to overtake those stargates and i was part of you know defending them so the first time that the pyramid of giza was built it was aligned with the sirius star system and the dracos wanted to overtake it for direct access to earth and that created a massive war and cataclysm on the earth um and there is a lot of misuse of very high vibrational technology that we, like, it doesn't even exist anymore on Earth. Like, it was taken away, basically. And so, the Pyramid of Giza marks the entrance to inner Earth realm. So, that's what the significance of the Pyramid of Giza is. You know, they've got all these shows about what it is. I'm sure that, like, they, quote-unquote, know exactly what the fuck the pyramid of giza is and they're just pretending like they don't so that people devote their lives trying to figure it out and they're like taking it from like a i don't know a history and geological i guess perspective when this is like so spiritual so basically Pyramid of Giza marks the entrance to inner earth realm. So it's completely different interdimensional reality within the earth. It's not like you go to inner earth, like the core of the earth and there's lava there. No, it's like different realms are held within earth. And so, and there's very high vibrational beings there. Um, it's like essentially guardian races. So... I think they're in, like, the fifth dimension of consciousness, which is where we're headed. So, after the Pyramid of Giza was rebuilt, then it was then aligned to the Pleiades star system, or star, whatever. And, and this is the primary timeline that I'm connected to. And so, during this timeline, which this timeline was about 10,000 years long, like, rough estimation, my soul was working in guardianship of the Pleiades stargate. So, I... I can only assume that I just continued to incarnate during that 10,000 period time. I just continued to incarnate to help protect the Stargate. And so this process was very frustrating and I was constantly dealing with wars, plots, tragedies, manipulations, misteachings, yada, 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 to the point where I sometimes wanted to take a revenge against them, like against the Dracos and the Dark Orion forces and stuff. And just for context, this is about 900,000 years ago. So, like, a million years ago is when all of this is taking place. And it's fucking crazy. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, this stuff, a million years, yeah. But then in the next part, I'll be talking about this more. But my soul has been at work for, like, billions of years. And it's just... Oh my god, my brain feels like it's melting. So, ba -ba 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 -ba. so yeah, so sometimes I wanted to take revenge against them. And then, basically there were multiple falls of 
the Pyramid of Giza, there were three of them. And then there were also three falls of Lemuria and of Atlantis. It wasn't just one cataclysm. It was like multiple of them, which I found interesting. And so some of what I feel in this life as a result of all of this is just leftover imprints in my body of frustration, anger, depression, and sort of the energy of like, what the fuck is the point in doing all this? Like, why are we still trying? Like, what are, yeah, just like, what's the point? And I was like, well, I was depressed for 10 years and pretty much the whole time just kind of felt like, what's the point in even trying, you know? And I think, yeah, I think it's easy to feel that way in this world, but it's nice to know that there, there's like something big, it's, yeah, that there's something bigger behind the frustrations that I feel and that I'm not just like a spoiled human, that I'm actually like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, this is not how it's supposed to be, you know? And so, for me to move through this heaviness, uh, okay. So, it's important for me to, to move through this heaviness in this lifetime to embrace and pull in higher light codes that I possess. So, now is whenever my guide start talking about me. Um... Ah, okay, this is the part where it's going to start sounding kind of weird for me to talk about myself this way, but it's really exciting. So all of this next part is like a direct quote from my spirit guide. So it's a direct quote, but I'm talking about like I and my and me and stuff and not like she, Okay. So I am a divine child of the stars. My light shines with the light of a thousand suns. Um, it's important for me to embrace the core of my heart and essence because it is this light. It has been a very difficult task to hold that light in many journeys because being a radiant light in a form, like in a physical body, feels very caged, very disempowered or weak and limited from the full potential of my gifts that seem very thwarted in this reality. A part of, so basically a part of me remembers that I should be able to do things, but it doesn't happen. So then I get really frustrated. And that is totally true. I'm just like, like, I don't know. I learn how to access the Akashic records and how to, you know, open my psychic gifts and all this stuff. But I'm just like, there's no way that it's got to be this much of a process like there's just a part of me that and like manifesting and everything like that I know I'm a powerful manifester but there's a part of me that remembers like just thinking something and then whoop, it's there so yeah we're gonna get more into that okay so my guide showed very clearly that I am literally from the celestial realms. Like literally I am one of these star beings. They aren't just saying that I'm a divine child of the stars just to say it. I'm literally one of them. And I hold the cosmic rainbow ray frequencies. So basically I hold the spectrums within me of all creator realms that hold the frequency codes for all that is manifested in creation. So... Yeah, I hold the codes 
and I, I don't think that I'm the only one, obviously, but I hold the codes for everything that's manifested in this realm. Not even in this realm, just in creation. And yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know if y'all can tell that my human is struggling to wrap my mind around all of this. Like, this stuff is totally non-integrated yet. It's going to take probably months, I'd assume, for me to integrate this. I mean, fuck. We're going into 2024, so it could maybe just be a couple weeks and then I'm on to the next mind-blowing bit of information. But... I mean, the human, yeah, it's going to take a while for me to actually be able to, like, talk about this from an understanding and not, or an understanding, perhaps, and not from, like, reading my notes. Uh, my soul has been on many journeys of serving this light within me. And no matter what form I incarnate into, this light is my guiding light and my soul family that exists in my heart. And she made it very clear that I've got a very beautiful soul family. And I'm like, I don't think anybody has an ugly soul family, but I'm like, I mean, I believe it. We're from the celestial realms. So my guides say that it's now time to stand in that light and to show the world the radiance of who I am. Like now it, it's time now. And it's really funny that I'm being told this because in a week I'm going to be hanging out with my family for Christmas. And I'm sure they're going to be like, oh, what have you been up to? <laughs> And the honest, truthful answer is um, a bunch of spiritual stuff. Like, I don't even know how to <laughs> how to describe it in like, like, I don't know how to answer a direct question of what have you been up to? Because the question, I mean, the answer is not work. The answer is not been hanging out with my friends all the time. The answer is not, you know, been hanging out outside or skiing or anything like that I've literally been in my house going through like mysticism college and <laughs> I'm just like oh I don't really I don't know a week ago I was scared a couple days ago I was like eh it'll be fine I'm just gonna say my thing and I can you know change the conversation and it is what it is and now I'm like no, I have to answer honestly. And if it comes to the point where they don't respect what I'm scared that they're going to make fun of me is what's going on here. And that they're going to say that it's just a bunch of woo-woo spiritual jargon and that, you know, what did the professors in college do to your brain? They hijacked you and all kinds of shit like that. And I'm saying this because these are literal things that my family has told me before, way before I was into any of this stuff to the degree that I am. So, yeah, I'm, I'm scared that they're going to make fun of me. And then now I'm like, <laughs> okay, they make fun of me. I will simply say, oh, that hurt my feelings. Is that what you intended to do? Because nobody's going to be like, Oh, yeah, I wanted to hurt your feelings. And then if it escalates from there, I can be like, okay, guys, it was really great to see you um, for this Christmas. I'll make sure to not be here for next Christmas. Because truly, there's a part of me that is literally only going to appease my family. You know, they haven't seen me in a while. And this is going to sound shitty, but I want them to see me. I don't necessarily want to see them, though. 
you know they don't i've never been with my family and been like man i feel way better about myself or like man i'm really confident in like the person that i'll become one day and that these people are gonna understand what that is and especially now oh my god if they have any idea of what i think that i'm gonna do with my life now oh goodness okay but so that was a side tangent so it's now time to stand in that light and show the world the radiance of who I am. Right. So recognize that my guides also recognize that I've hidden this light for many lifetimes, many cycles because of having to. So I was a part of a lot of like mysteries, secret schools, secret initiations, secret codes, hiding language, all of this sort of stuff because it wasn't it wasn't allowed. It wasn't okay. Like I I'm sure she's just referring to like witch wound type stuff, but also just the times do not call for standing in this light. And so this is what causes me to be drawn towards these things in this lifetime to find out all the secret teachings. It's like, it's why I want to dive deep and be like super thorough and understand the origins of everything. It's also probably why I look at the internet and like, I, I just can't even trust anything on the internet unless it's coming from like a person that I've had a conversation with who has like a website or something like that where I'm like okay I'm talking about information like spiritual information I think all the other shit's probably hijacked too I mean most definitely it's hijacked and so I think that's where some of that comes from is like I just look at it and I recognize that it's all bullshit and so it's like I don't even want to go to it because then it's just filling my head it's just confusing me because it's like I don't even believe it but it's an idea that's there and it's better to just not even be a part of it. It's another reason why I really enjoy like, yeah, just like thoroughly understanding something so that I can get to the deeper like hidden meaning of what it really is um, and not just like what something presents itself as. I guess if that makes sense. <laughs> Becca said she was like I know there's a code give me the code and I'm like yep that's pretty much how I feel and so do to do very clearly she was shown that my access to all of this wisdom is not only something that I will attain in this lifetime but that I also hold some of the missing pieces that will help make sense of the rest of it for everyone else so Yes, I'm like here to gain more wisdom, but I also hold really important pieces of the wisdom for humanity. Okay, next page. I hope you guys are enjoying this. So part of my mission and one of my gifts in this lifetime will be to be like a record keeper. Uh, so it's sort of like the Akashic Records, like a record keeper like that, but it's a little bit different. Um, but really bringing, it's really bringing missing crystal pieces back to the archives of the consciousness of humanity, mainly through my Ant Antares and Hawthor's connections, A-N-T-A-R-E-S, and I'm not sure how to spell Hawthor's, but that one seems easier. Okay. So the crystalline records of the Akasha, the Akashic Library, and the Halls of Records, so like these archives of like actual libraries that exist on like Venus, within inner Earth, within our solar bodies, on Alcyone and Pleiades and Ceres, etc. 
So where each of these archives holds specialized libraries, where each library holds the wisdom for tapping into the Akashic for the Akash for the law. So yeah, it just seems like layers and different systems of these Akashic fields that mm -hmm. So something that's coming through to me right now, I don't know that if this is actually true, but it sort of feels like like the Akashic Records as I know it right now is sort of, it's like in relation to the humans and we can access parts of like Pleiadian consciousness and of like all these other different types of consciousness through our human connection to them. But that the archives that I am working with is like a, an archive for the all, like all of creation, like not just humanity, not just these, you know, systems that we know of that are near us, but like the all. I don't know. That's just an idea. So, ba 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 ba. Okay, so one of my one of the pieces of my mission is bringing new genetics into creations which is just a fancy way of saying is that i'm one of the individuals who holds the missing library codes to understand the language and the light language within our dna and so when this is said my immediate thought is well makes sense that fucking genetics was the section in biology in high school that I found the most interesting. I was like, ooh, I want to be a geneticist. And then turns out I kind of am one. And so the way... Basically, I hold the codes of the light language that is meant to reassemble our DNA, I guess. Um... A little backstory for some people who maybe I'm like thinking of my friends who <laughs> maybe don't know about all of this stuff. So we're told that we have two strands of DNA. Ha 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 ha. We have twelve. So I I'm here to help fix some of that shit. So helping make sense of the scattered puzzle pieces of our DNA. And when I connect with others, it's going to be mainly through, like, voice and sound transmission. So voice, the energy that is carried through my voice, the frequency of my transmissions, all of that stuff, and different sound technologies. She was like, I can see you definitely working with actual sound technologies where reverberations start to accelerate people's consciousness and it allows them to tap into their higher selves even more and starts to take the puzzle pieces of quote-unquote junk dna so just like scattered dna that is misaligned and my transmissions trigger quantum healing within the other person to help their scattered unactivated dna make sense of where it's supposed to go and plug into the correct placement and turn on and so when that happens on a holographic level the akashic records get reactivated through my voice I'm going to back up a little bit and then go back. So part of my life path is being a leader, a wisdom keeper, or a priestess for others. 
And so my my card, my my flavor of the year for this neck for 2024 is the High Priestess, the first ever tarot card that I ever pulled. It wasn't, I didn't do a reading on myself. The first reading that I ever had, the first card was the High Priestess. Um, so just, yeah, the, the Priestess energy has just been coming up a lot lately for me. I know it's going to be big. And yeah, okay. So going back to what I was saying about the DNA stuff and that on a holographic level, the Akashic Records get reactivated through me and my voice. So basically, the Akashic Records are held at different dimensional bands. So like right now, we're in the third and fourth, tapping into the fifth dimension. Um, and then it just continues to go from there. Amy Belair has said that she perceives that the Akashic Records are at the 11th dimension and like somewheres around there. So just keep that in mind. So the Akashic Records is held within dimensional bands where we can attune to it and it's like it's held within the universal mind. So I don't want to get super distracted here, but basically from the third, fourth dimension, we, we contain all of the dimensions um like around us like in our in our energy fields and so we can tap into them it's not like we're going to another place anyways but when we become reactivate reactivated and our dna plugs in directly and correctly the way that it's supposed to go which is what my voice transmissions my sound transmissions will activate so when that is happening and our DNA is working properly, then the Akashic Library is actually inside of us. Um, it's like it, it's just, it's kind of like how I was talking about earlier. This is how I'm seeing it. You can have a Stargate and you can go from Pleiades to Earth through the Stargate. Or you can go by Starcraft and go th from Pleiades through space to Earth. That isn't perfect because it's like literally different locations and the Akashic Records aren't a different location. It's a field of consciousness. Um, but through my voice and sound transmissions, when our DNA gets structured correctly, then the Akashic Records are within us. It's like the Stargate directly to it. That's, yeah. That's what I'm going to go with. Okay, so I'm reactivating the Akashic li Library to be within humanity again. That's pretty fucking cool. Okay, as I recognize what inspires me in those mystery school teachings, that part of the journey will... Wait. Okay, so as I recognize what inspires me through these mystery school teachings, that's going to be the part of the journey where I'm going to be deprogramming from the need to have to hide or any residual like is it okay to say this is it taboo to say this and honestly I feel like the only not the only time like I don't have it's not like a fear like I don't feel like I'm going to say these things and then I'm going to be killed it's not like witch wound fear per se it's more like I just don't want to be made fun of and you know like outcasted 
And if I am, then I know that I'm just not talking to the right people because there's plenty of people who are on the same wavelength. So that's totally fine. And now that I know that, it's like, it's like it kind of takes the risk factor out of it. Like, you know, oh, I could take a risk and, and say my truth and then maybe I'll be ostracized by my family. Or I could just say my truth and if I'm ostracized by my family, then that's probably a fucking service to me anyways. You know? Not in any sort of like, they're horrible people, blah, 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 blah. But if they don't accept me for where, for like who I am and the fucking healing that I'm here to bring to this planet, then that's fine. They can go and live their muggle lives and I, I don't know, like, I'm, like, it's like, okay, on to the next, like, that's fine. And something I've been realizing lately is, like, why am I so worried about them judging me and thinking that I'm crazy? I think that I kind of judge them and think that they're a little crazy for not seeing the spiritual side of things. So it's, like, I don't actually, like, judge them, but I don't like being around them because of it. So, you know, that's fine. Okay. So, <laughs> so it's important for me to recognize that now is the time to actually let my light shine. It doesn't need to be remain. It doesn't need to be remain hidden anymore. We're in an ascension cycle. It's not time to hide anymore. It's actually safe. So I've had many lifetimes that were so filled with anger that I was pushed out of my highest codes of light, and I fought the world around me from the darkness that I felt. Um, because it's so difficult to manage these feelings from within a physical body. So that was just essentially to, my guides were sharing that, just to sort of point out that, like, it is really difficult to do this, and I, I don't know, I'm not perfect. Like, I have been knocked down in times past before, and that's okay. And yeah, okay. So my spirit guide, I wish, I mean, I feel like they don't have names in these higher dimensions, but I wish I knew her name. Spirit guide, what is your name? Tell me. Okay. Um, she's quite tall and came from a higher universal reality. So like seventh, like eighth to tenth or like seventh to ninth dimension. Let's just say seventh to tenth dimensional. Um... And I think it's funny because I was doing a higher self meditation and the first thing that I got was that I felt tall and come to find out I am from the same place, I guess, that my guide is from. And so over there, I'm probably really tall. I don't know because there's a bunch of different races and species there. So I don't know that we're the same species, but... Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that the first thing, whenever I tune into my higher self, I was like, I feel tall. And then the first thing that Becca says about my guide is that she's tall. Um, She holds a beautiful divine feminine energy. Have you guys not been listening to me chatter on about the divine feminine? And um, she also holds a beautiful flowing energy that it's expressed mostly through a light body form, but also within a tangibility of form. So it's not fully just light. There is like some, like, I don't want to say density even. Some, yeah, just like structure, I guess. And like 
she's partially physical. I don't know. Um, it's very clear that she came from a beautiful celestial realm full of temples and a higher dimensional plane of being. So, yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like it's probably, like, the eighth dimension. And so it's also very clear that I am part of this collective and group of beings. And so something that I can meditate on is connecting to and becoming curious about this group of beings that I belong to, this celestial realm of temples that I can tune into, and I will definitely be doing that. So basically, Callan is here, but part, like, part of my, okay, hold on. So it's not that my eighth, we'll just call it eighth, it's not that my eighth dimensional self is in this Callan body. I have my eight dimensional self that is existing right now. And then Callan exists as like a drip down of consciousness from that eighth dimensional self is how I'm viewing it. But I know that I'm here and then I have another version of my soul that's up there. Like it, that's a bilocation thing that I could tap into. So it's a place, uh, this, this realm that we're talking about is a place of many temples. Each has a slightly different purpose. And this is probably where I remember manifesting through my thoughts and intentions. Because there, if you want to show someone something, it just appears. And I'm like, oh my god, yeah. I've been like jokingly saying it, but it's not a joke. That, um... That I, I get frustrated with manifesting because I'm like, shit has to materialize here. What the fuck? Like, I just, it's like, I don't consciously remember, but there's a piece of me that just knows that in other lives I've been able to just be like, look here. And then, bam, a whole city is just like, and it's like just through thought and intention. And sometimes, I mean, it probably explains why I think so much and like, just try and have the best intentions because I recognize that they'll manifest and quickly at that, but maybe not so much on Earth. <laughs> so now, this this realm that she is talking about is within it. There are Kadistus, which are basically celestial planners and architects. I'm going to look further into this whole Kadistu stuff, but I've got, I mean, she gave me a good bit of information about it. So basically they're angelic or celestial realms and it's beings who would have been guides to beings like Isis and not Isis, like the terrorist group. And so it's a realm that doesn't interact with the physical realities, but they do work with the guardians, goddesses, and angelics that do participate in taking care of the physical realities and maintaining creations. So basically I asked, I was like, so I'm just assuming that I should just like not really expect to talk with my guide because she had mentioned that they don't, yeah, they don't get involved with like the physical realm. And she was like, no, she's like, we want you to be talking to her. And I was like, oh, okay. And she was like, well, what I meant by that was they don't, they recognize the sovereignty and they don't impose themselves. Um... So, yeah, they're not going to come in and rescue and, like, do it for me. 
but I definitely should be communicating with her. And it's just that they re respect the sovereignty for particular species and solar systems to evolve in their own ways. And just like it comes down to the free will aspect of it. You know, they're not going to, you know, people are like, why did my spirit guide save me from this? And it's like, that's not really what they're there to do. But so they are of the beings that don't really work in the physical realm. So I think that's what my eighth dimensional self is. But they work with the guardians and... Okay, it, it's a realm that doesn't interact with the physical realities, but they do work with the guardians, goddesses, and angelics that participate in caring for the physical realities and maintaining creations. So I, Callan, am one of the guardians, goddesses, angelics, whatever, that participate in maintaining the physical. And so therefore, the Kadistu does work with me. But someone who doesn't have, like, I don't know, just for all intensive purposes, like a muggle, someone who's been a muggle their whole soul's existence. I don't even know if that's a thing. But, that yeah, they're just doing their muggle thing, whatever. A Kadistu would not be working with them. That, yeah, that wouldn't be the thing. But the, the guardians, the angelics, the goddesses that decide to incarnate into a physical body to help maintain things here they work with us so i'm one of those um one of them so the kadistus are one of the primary quote-unquote councils so yeah it just feels like a like a group of people that come together and other beings races whatever come to them and petition to them like to the kadistu so there's okay yeah the next part is exactly what i just said and i didn't even realize okay so my guide as well as my higher dimensional self are both part of the kadistu um like my we'll just call it eighth dimensional self sits on the council of the kadistu and i can call upon that part of myself but also my spirit guide like, my spirit guide and my higher self are in the same room, essentially. My spirit guide's helping me out. My higher self is being my higher self and also helping me out, but isn't necessarily my spirit guide, is the way that I understand it. Um, Kadistus are generally the ones who get petitioned by other, quote-unquote, lower levels of beings that actually do interact with the physical realm. So we're talking about, like, the Pleiadians, the Orions, the Syrians... We're not talking about, like, they're lower because they're, you know, not as special or whatever. They just actually, they're more boots on the ground than the Kadistus are. It's like how a state has, like, a governor and a representative and all of that stuff. And then the representative is the one who does the voting on our behalf in the bigger government body you know it's sort of like that like the pleiadians would be like the governor and the state representatives and then they go to the kadistu the main government body 
and ask for help and permission. Hold on. What it, yeah. Yeah, so they petition when they want to bring divine law back into humanity and ask for permission and help from the Kadistus. So that is basically, no, that it is what I have for you guys today. It's crazy because this was all just kind of like, you know, leading up to bigger stuff. And it's just kind of crazy. And I'm really excited to share all of this. And I'm really excited to have like a deeper understanding like for myself and not just, oh, Becca told me this. And so blah, blah, blah. Like I'm ready to embody it. But it's already happening. Like I've already been doing that I've been having these weird dreams and it's like as I'm tossing and turning I'm awake but I there's also a level where I'm aware of what's happening like last night for example I was tossing and turning and it was like I was going through the process of like healing and aligning my chakras and so like it started at the root and then went to the sacral and the solar plexus and then I got like partway through the heart and the only reason I know that it's just a knowing like I was tossing and turning and I was kind of awake and I was just like aware of what chakra I, like I was in the process of like recalibrating I guess I don't know like that's how my dreams have been lately whenever I'm tossing and turning and dreaming at the same time it's like I'm aware that I'm receiving and decoding and integrating different information and it's like I like I know it's about like the chakras or I know it's about like claiming my power or you know whatever it is but it's like happening through my dreams and I don't remember the actual dream part of it it's quite strange I've never had dreams like this but I honestly think that it's all just been kind of a lead up for I don't know if it's going to be my higher, my higher self who like, like having a soul walk in, like where my, my higher self merges in with this Callan body. Like, I don't know if it's, if I'm preparing for something like that, or, I mean, I know that there's like, we're in an ascension cycle. There's a huge amount of consciousness opening up to us. Um, it's like, the ball's rolling now, but 2024 is is the kicker. And so, like, I'm aware of that. I don't know if it's just been that, but I've also been really called to this, like, divine feminine energy. And that is, like, the embodiment of, like, my spirit guide embodies that energy. And so I'm just like, okay. And, yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, we'll just leave it there. I hope that you'll continue listening because it's about to get even more saucy. And, fuck, yeah, I don't know. This is just, ex I don't know if I've taken a moment to mention this episode that I'm over podcasts bullshit, but I I've literally been trying to find to find different platforms and they all confuse the shit out of me so 
I don't know, but I love you guys. You're pure magic, and you're exactly where you fucking need to be, dude. <laughs>